Exciting morning. stuff happening around here. Woo! Good morning, church. Man, we've already had some good church Woo! here, I'm telling you. Already feeling good in the presence of the Lord and with great people. Amen. Amen. Well, how many got your Bibles this morning? This is like the most important. This is the most important book on the planet. It has been since it went into print. It has not ever been off the best-selling book in history. It is. It is still the number one selling book in the world. And it is the most, by some accounts, who don't like this book, it is considered the most dangerous book in the world. Right? But it is the most life-changing, transforming book. It is amazing. That's right. So come on, get your Bible, whether it's in paperback, whether it's on your phone app, however you've got it, get it in the air, and let's say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can have. I can have. What it says I can have. What it says I can have. I can do. I can do. What it says I can do. What it says I can do. And I am. And I am. What it says I what am. What it says I am. Father, we love you. We thank you for the precious word of God. We hold it dear, we invest it into our heart, and it produces 30, 60, and 100-fold return, and we are being changed ever into your image by it in Jesus' name. Someone said, amen, amen. amen. Well, today's uh, a great message that um, I really think of all the messages we've preached, this one, and I, I probably say this all the time, but this is the message. And then I get another Sunday. No, this is the message. But, well, but this we're starting Sunday, a series. This Sunday. This, we're, we're laying the foundation here. <laughs> this is a message that I really believe can revolutionize your life probably more than so many of, uh, of the other messages we've had. May not be the most charismatic and nope. exciting yeah. messages. So, But the most helpful the most helpful, yes. So we are starting a series today called How to Study the Bible, okay? Because this is getting into how you can hear from God for yourself, how your reading time, how your prayer time with God during the week can come alive. But there are some things that we realize that if we don't teach you some things, there people have been asking us questions, and I'm coming to Greg, and I'm like, Okay, it's time that we just teach them some things of how to study the Bible. There's some things they need to know, and it will make the Bible, the Word of God, just come alive. It's awesome, and we're living in a time in history where um, we got to be connected to God. Uh, we're living in a cultural and moral uh, battles going on, and the Word of God is the truth that helps us navigate right through all the goofiness that's going on in the world. And so we got to be people of the word. And goofiness? You yeah, mean there's goofiness out a there? A little bit. Maybe a little. And so we got to uh, we got to know what God has to say. Uh, it's been said by a lot of, especially in, in Western cultures, that uh, the Christians in Western culture don't really take their Bible serious enough, and there's a lot of Bible illiteracy. And I, I just think we're, we're fighting that on a constant I mean, you name your church Inspiration Bible, you better make a big deal of the Word of God, right? And uh, Amen. And so we love the Word, and we don't want to be ignorant of God's Word. But it requires some work on everyone's part. 
And so that's kind of what we want to talk about today. This so John 6, let's go to chapter 6 and verse 63. And we're going to uh, fluctuate on our translations today. We're, we're reading this out of the uh, New King James. It says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So it's saying the word of God is spirit. So when you're reading the word, it's not just a book. It is the book. And it is to give us life. I mean, how many have just known when you've read the Word of God, it's different than reading a novel? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, the Word of God will literally speak to you, convict right. you. It'll, right. it'll mess with you a little bit. And right. so uh, it is a spiritual book. It's, it's more than just ink on a paper. It is life. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 probably know some of these verses, but it's really good to launch our message from. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's God's word. That's God's, God's word. God's word will check you out on your thoughts. And uh, wow. And it says right there, for God's word is living and powerful, sharpening the two-edged sword, piercing and dividing soul. Keith did a devo this morning on your souls, your, your mind, will, and emotions, your spirit, your born-again spirit, or your non-born-again spirit man. And join tomorrow is your body. So the word of God will literally go to work in us in our three-part being, spirit, soul, and body. Spirit, there's, soul, and body. There's something that's got to be done in us that God's word can, can touch every aspect of our life. So you and I just kind of jotted down a few things that the word of God does for us. You want to hear what just, just a few things that the word of God will do for you, okay? You ready? It will speak to you. It will guide you. It will protect you. It will empower you. It will guard you against temptation. The Bible will renew your mind, your way of thinking. It will build your faith. And the truth of God's word will set you free. And it will reveal who Christ is. Those are just some things we jotted down. We could keep going on and on and on. Those are just a few things we jotted down. So we need to build our lives on this solid foundation, which is the word of God. We're going to Matthew chapter 7. Here we go. And this is basically, if you got a red letter edition, some people do, some people don't. But red letter edition, since we're talking about studying the Bible, red letter editions mean the words in red are what? Jesus. The words of Jesus. So this is kind of basically Jesus talking about uh, the word of God and how it, it builds our life. And if we build it, our life on it or if we don't. So starting in verse, let's go to verse 24. So we're in Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. So it's saying there's two ways you can build your life. 
You can build your life on the Word of God, and that's what we're going to be teaching you how to because some people take one verse and, and try and think that they're going to build their whole life on that one verse instead of taking the whole of the Bible. So we're going to teach you how to take the whole of the Bible because we do not want you led astray. We do not want you to take one little verse. How many have ever done a random, random thing? Well, oh, God. And Judas hung himself. <laughs> wow, that really speaks to me. Oh, God. Go and do likewise. Are you hearing me? That is not how you study the Bible. Okay? We want to help you here. Okay? That is so not inspiring. That is not inspiring. <laughs> but the, and it seems like how the Holy Spirit works in our lives is when we put God's word in us, the Holy Spirit has something to draw out of us. And so if we're continually putting a flow of God's word in our heart through reading and being in church and hearing the word of God, not only does that build our faith, but it creates a reservoir that the Holy Spirit can use when you're in a time of need. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden you get sick, man, boom, you got scriptures on healing, you, financial situations, boom, scriptures. You don't, you don't even need to go to the word of God because it's already in your heart and the Holy Spirit, you can just go, God, show me. But uh, if you do need to go to the word of God, let's take the person, the God. let's take the person who doesn't, hasn't memorized anything. Okay. You haven't memorized any scripture. Do you know that your Bible has what's called a concordance? And, and, you know, if you really aren't even do, able to figure that out at the back of your Bible, do you know that Siri knows that too? Uh, you know, Alexis, you know, you can even ask her, give me the scriptures on healing. Boom. You've got a ton of them. Give me the scriptures on money. Boom. You've got them. Provision. Boom. You've got them. Protection. Boom. You've got them. What do you need from God? Healing in my heart. Boom, you've got them. Do you know that we live in an age where there is no excuse for you not to stand on the word of God? The problem is, are you doing it? Are you learning how to do it? So uh, just case in point for me this week, uh, we had a meeting coming up, and so I just, I just prayed that as I was going to bed. I got, Lord, just show me how this meeting's going to go and what I need to do, to do and be prepared for. And so the Lord just drew out of my head, not that he spoke to me audibly, but all of a sudden in my mind I had the memory of scriptures that I had read in the past. And he gave me this whole story that I had read about King David and, and all that. And uh, so I went into the meeting the next day and boom, the meeting went and was, had that storyline that I read in the scriptures that was in my heart. And that's kind of how the Holy Spirit will work in our lives. If we, if we if put, the, put word, the time in, he can draw the word out. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. And so, uh, and like Sterling said, the Bible basically answers every life's problem that we can go through. There's an answer to it in God's word. And it's not, it, it's, it's an amazing book. Sure is. Second Timothy chapter two, looking at verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. 
I love that word rightly dividing. That is the reason for this series. Because we want you to be able to rightly divide the word and not get confused. Have you ever heard someone say, I just don't get the Bible? Am I the only one that's heard that? Okay, you're all just too shy to say. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that to pastors. <laughs> Come on, you've heard people say it. I don't understand the Bible. That is why we're going to teach you how to understand the Bible, how to understand different cultures, how to understand who wrote it, who they were writing it to. These are all things that you need to know because when you understand the culture of and who it was written to, it helps you understand why some of the things were said, why some of the things were done. Why in the Old Testament are they slaughtering animals? I mean, these are questions people have. Come on. So if you don't understand those things, you're reading the Bible and you are, I don't get this. Why are people being slaughtered by the thousands? Why are they slaughtering all their sheep and their goats? I, are you following me? You've got to know the basics so that you understand how to interpret the Bible and apply it to your life. So, so important. So important. And a little side note here. Huh? When, you, when you read the Bible, it is totally okay to just throw out a little prayer. Holy Spirit, just speak to me as I read your word. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit is just this amazing, and by the way, the Holy Spirit's the author, so it's basically like he just sits down right next to you. Oh, here's some things that I'll explain to you. And it'll just come into your heart or stuff. It's, a, it's amazing. You, you got the author with you as you read the Bible. Um, but you also, and he says he wants to lead you into truth. He wants you to understand and He's a God who reveals things that are blind to you or you can't see. He wants to pull the curtains back so you can see stuff. So it's so appropriate to ask the Holy Spirit to help you as you read his word. It's so good. So, so we talked about not being random like Judas was hung himself, you know. Um, I'll admit when I was a little girl, I was a random Bible reader. I just opened the Bible and started reading. I didn't understand some things that I'm, I'm about ready to share. I wish I would have understood some things. I wish, in fact, when Pastor Greg and I started this series, we wanted to see who else out there, that's what us ministers do. We want to see what other ministers has taught on this. Do you know we came up pretty short? And we said, how sad, because people are reading their Bible ignorantly. They don't understand a lot, but they're just trying to muddle through the Bible. And they're like, man, I don't get this. I don't get that. I'll just go to church, and the preacher's going to explain it all. And yes, we're thankful that we have church to, to explain the scriptures. But you want to be able to understand some things as you're spending time alone with God, too. So if we know we're not supposed to be random, um, you know, there are a lot of good reading plans out there. We provide one for you here through these amazing bookmarks. And I'll just tell on myself... So I am not in January right now. I am in, I, th I don't even remember what month I'm in. Because I don't, I don't read this reading plan seven days a week. I read it five days a week. Because on Saturday and Sunday, I do something entirely different. For one thing, on Sunday, I'm going over the scriptures and the message that I'm about ready to present. So, but is there condemnation in that? Because I'm not going to get this little thing checked off on the right day. No. 
the word of God is not about condemning yourself. It's about finding a plan that works for you. And then sticking with the plan. So this is good and bad. It's good because it presents a Bible reading plan that you can get through the Bible in a year. And it's, it's really designed well because the scriptures often, you know, dovetail one another beautifully. I've really enjoyed going through this Bible plan. But they're good and bad because what ends up happening is you miss a day and then then you feel guilty, and that's where the devil wants you to feel guilty. And you've got to remember, our biting reading plans, it's, it's more than just reading the Bible. It's about hearing from God. Right. I mean, that's the goal. Right. It's, right. We read the Bible because that's how we get into his presence, and he begins to speak to us. But sometimes we, we look at it, excuse me, we look at this as a task. I, uh, years ago, I was given the one-year Bible, love the one-year Bible, nothing against it, but I, it was a tool of condemnation to me. So I'll just kind of explain it to you how it went with me. So I missed several days, like seven days, and so here I am. It's like, oh, man, i got to get caught up to the current day. And so spent hours just cramming all this stuff in, got nothing out of it, but I checked all those days off because that's the task, so let me show you what it's like. I go day after day without eating dinner. And then Starling's like, <gasps> you haven't eaten dinner in seven days? Hold on. I'm going to make seven meals for you, and I want you to eat them right Just now. Just cram it all down right now. <laughs> you know, and then we can move forward from here. You know, it'd be like, oh, my God, you know. Let me take a couple trips to the bathroom and mess every, you know, so it just, and that's kind of what people do yeah. with these Bible reading plans. They're good. Or they feel like, I'm not on the right day, I'll never get on the right day, I give up. That is not what spending time with God should even look like, remotely. Now, are we saying that you should be consistent? Absolutely not, because you want to get in a habit. But here's what you want to do. You want to think about what does, what does my life look like? What can I do and be consistent in? What, where can I find the time to be with God? And how long, what time, what, how long can I spend with God? And then do that. Now, these are great tools, and I'll tell you why, because they don't get you stuck in just, and I've had people ask me this recently, so this is just, like, really appropriate to all of you. Like, where do I start? I, I don't know where. I've had quite a few say, so do I just start in Genesis and just keep going? Well, you might get through Genesis and Exodus, and by the time you get to Leviticus, you're going to be like, I'm I don't just saying. Be a, you get to Leviticus. You get to Leviticus, and if that's all you read for your time with God, you're going to be done. I don't want to be a Christian anymore. Leviticus. I'm done. <laughs> so these little bookmarks are great because it's going to take you a little bit in the Old Testament, a little bit in the New Testament, sometimes a psalm or a Proverbs, and it's going to give you a well-rounded so you're not just stuck in, wow, they're slaughtering everybody this week, or today, tomorrow, in 10 days from now, where we got, are you following me? 
You've got to have a well-roundedness so you give God and you have a journal next to you so God can speak to you. Because sometimes if you don't understand what that culture is in Leviticus, you're just going to be like, this is, this, I don't get it. No wonder you don't get it. No wonder. Yeah. Uh, let's see. That was so, is anybody, is that, is this helping, is that helping anybody? Um, and so you got to know that there's a battle going on for you to even be in this book. I mean, they're just a, they're just a, in the unseen world right in here, there's a battle. There's always going to be an emergency. <clears throat> that Phone call. First of all, the devil does not want you to even own one of these. Baby crying. Does not want you to. But you also need to know the devil knows the word of God too. When you look in uh, Jesus' temptation in Matthew chapter 4, the devil didn't just tempt Jesus with stuff. He twisted the word of God. So if we're ignorant God's word and then the devil, how are we going to know that was God, that was me, or, or the devil? So we got to know the word of God for That's us. So right. But the devil doesn't even, he, he wants you to be completely ignorant so he can manipulate and control you. Uh, so we have got to be people of the Word of God. And so there's a spiritual battle going on. Got to understand it. This. So if you are having a hard time making it a habit, you are not alone. Because if once you understand the devil doesn't want you reading it, then you kind of are like, oh, so I'm fighting against the devil to get into the word of God. The devil wants to tell you, oh, it's just a book. The devil wants to tell you, oh, you've got too many things to do today. You, you, you'll never get it. You'll never understand it. So just don't even do it. Don't even try. So once you understand that the enemy is going to tell you that, when those thoughts come to your mouth or your mind, go, are you kidding, devil? I'm going to understand it today. I'm going to get something from it. And nanny, nanny, boo-boo. Sometimes you just got to tell them that. Nanny, nanny, boo-boo, I got you. Get out of here. The Holy Spirit's going to help me today. He's going to speak to me. He's going to show me something. I'm going to understand this. And not only am I going to understand this, but this is going to help me for, the, for today. You know, and it's, we're, we're a three-part being. We're we're spirit or we're going to live forever spiritually somewhere and our spirits live in these bodies our earth suits help us do things on this planet and we have a mind will and emotion and so the bible speaks to those but when we get born again it's one against two your spirit craves god's word craves the word of god but your mind does not and your flesh is always going to think it's tired, it's hungry. It's sleepy. Sleepy, yeah. Just So you're going to be battling just out of the gate. You're going to be battling your mind, don't understand. You're gonna, the mind will come up with the reasons why it doesn't want to get into God's word. Your body, tired, whatever. How many know what we're talking about? I mean, this is stuff that we deal with. And we've been doing this a long time. And so... You got to create a plan. You got to be serious. I will about say it. this: the more your consistency kicks in, you the more the more the devil gives up on you. Like the devil knows it's a non-negotiable in my life, 
So he's kind of stopped with all of that. Well, you build up your spirit man, then your mind starts being renewed. Now you got your mind and your spirit going against your body. Oh, no, body, get your little booty out of bed, and we're <laughs> going to sit down, and we're going to do this. So you get two against one, yeah. a renewed mind and a born-again spirit. The, devil, the flesh doesn't have a chance. So that's kind of a simple principle. I will, and I, I, here's where you can get to if you're struggling in this area. There are, I've literally had this happen to me, and this, this came from, this has come from a long journey with God. But I have gotten to the place where there are times when I wake up early. I know that sounds, because some of you know me for a long time. You know this is like I've gotten over a hump. Because I am not normally a morning person. But I've gotten to the place in my life where I will tap my phone to see what time it is. And it's really, really early. And I'm like, oh, man, in just one hour I get to be with God with my Bible and coffee. That's come from a long time of a habit with God. Because I am excited. And sometimes when I tap my phone and I see, oh, man, I'm supposed to sleep another hour. I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm so excited. I'm just getting up now. That was not me a long time ago. Because mornings and me were like, uh-uh. I was a night owl to the max, and please let me sleep as long as I can in the morning. But that's what changes when you get excited about the Word of God, and you start to understand what we're diving into in the next weeks to follow, is when you start understanding these things, you get so excited that that will start to happen to you. Like, you will wake up before your alarm just because you're excited to get with Jesus. You know, and I'll just say this, too, is uh, you keep something, especially concerning your mind, because oftentimes we get into God's Word, and all of a sudden, to-do lists start popping up in our head, and, and do this and do this. And I used to just say, oh, man, okay, focus, focus, you know, and, and then I... Maybe you should do that again. That was pretty cool. <laughs> and then I realized one thing. Yes, it is an interruption, but then I just started putting a little pen and paper near me or, or my phone, my notes on my phone, and I'd start writing those things that were interrupting me so I could just take them out of my head and put them here. Okay, I'll take care of that later. And what I realized happened is the Holy Spirit was showing me some priorities of things I needed to take care of that day. He was already setting my day, but I was thinking it was an interruption. It was being led by the Holy Spirit. So I was true. in his word, and he's, and I'm like, Ugh! I'm, I'm, I was yes. fighting the Holy Spirit, and I didn't know it. And so I started just writing those, those uh, interruptions, if you will, but they were really little punch lists of things that I needed to do, the priorities. It's okay, amazing. that was an amazing nugget. That was an amazing so keep nugget. keep a pen and paper so near you when you're, or notes. Because or for years, I used to call them interruptions from the enemy. And then I finally realized, because here's what happened, is instead of writing them down, I'd shove them aside. And then the day would go on and I forgot them. And what was I finally realized is the Holy Spirit was reminding me what he wanted me to do that day. Sometimes it's the Holy Spirit just speaking to you about, I want you to write a thank you card to so-and-so. But when you dismiss it, and I have to keep reading, that's an interruption from the devil. No, it's not an interruption from the devil. The Holy Spirit's just telling you something and saying, just jot it down and keep reading. And that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit. Yes. He's, if we catch the spirit of God's word and not the law, 
of got to do this. The Spirit of Christ, the anointing, will be in the reading for your whole person, your whole day. See, when we, the, the, the Bible reading plans are great, and you got to have gotta something. Got to have something. Scratch all the dates out or do something so you don't go into the law that condemns you, but allow the Spirit to minister to you. It's a big difference. Okay. Life-changing difference. Here's another thing, and this, this is a nugget, man, I wish I would have learned years ago. But now when, when I am reading the Word of God and somebody's face comes up, like maybe some of even yours, instead of ignoring that, I send them a quick, I pray for them, and I send them a quick text, I'm praying for you. Because why? That person needed to know that. That person needed encouraged right then. Like, somebody's praying for me because I'm in the depths of despair. Are you following me? Just listen to the Holy Spirit and obey quickly while you're having time with Jesus. So you allowed to be interrupted while you were reading God's word? Holy Spirit interruptions are amazing. That's that's legal. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Okay, really quick. Can we go through this next point really quick? I know we got a lot to cover, but I, I really want to get through this next one. Yeah, we only got a few I know. Minutes. We got a few minutes. Okay, really quick. When you're reading the Word of God, a lot of you, we want to talk about translations really quick. A lot of you, there's a lot of translations out there. And there, what helps understand the Bible. I heard the there's Bible, like 2,000. <laughs> that's a lot of Are translations. Are you kidding me? Okay, but there's some main ones what? here. But what you need to understand is originally the Old Testament was written in Hebrew with some Aramaic, and then the New Testament was written in Greek, and then as time went on, that was transcribed into Latin, and then as years went by, then it was transcribed into English and other languages. So when it was transcribed into English, how many know what the first translation was? King James. King James was translated in 1611. Now, here's the deal when you are reading out of a King James Version. <sighs> King James Version is going to have that language of, they call it Elizabethan, don't they? Elizabethan. So you're going to have a lot of verily, verilies, and these, and those, and... Um, let me give, let's, let's, can we give you them some examples? So let's give you some examples so you understand this. Philemon's chapter 1, verse 7, out of the King James, says this. For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Wherefore... <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. Though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient. Now, we don't quite talk like that anymore, do we? <laughs> okay, maybe Michael will because he gets a kick out of talking like that. But I know you and you do not talk like that. Because of Michael's bowels, <laughs> I'm refreshed? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, okay. Whoa. Let's read that. Same no verse out of the Amplified. Now, the, many people call the Amplified the girl's version because there's a lot of words. So what they have done in their translation is they have taken, say, oh, this is so, 
I'm trying not to laugh here, people. But they've taken one word, and, and so you take, like, say, a, a Greek word, and there might be a few words to describe in English that one word. Well, when they went to the Amplified, they went, just put them all in. You know, they'll eventually figure it out. I noticed Keith on in his Devo this morning was reading out of the Amplified. Is that right? <laughs> he likes the girl version. He likes the girl version. So verse 7 in the Amplified says, For I have had great joy and comfort and encouragement from your love, because the hearts of the saints, God's people, have been refreshed through you, my brother. Therefore, on the basis of these facts... Though I have enough confidence in Christ to order you to do what is appropriate. Okay? Same verse, but that's the Amplified. Now, how about the New Living Translation, which has been out for quite a few decades, but it's still considered a newer translation. It is probably primarily what we preach from. Sometimes we will do New King James or the New Living Translation. But the New Living Translation, verse 7, reads like this. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. That is why I am boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it it is the right thing for you to do. So do you see how different translations can help? Now, I will say that the King James is the first, so therefore there is a lot of times we have studied from that one. Mostly all the study tools come out of the King James. So it's rich rich. in study materials and stuff because it's been there for for millennia, you know. So, well, not millennia, but decades. So um, the King James centuries, thank you. It has been uh, the, the main source of scholarly study. So. Don't dismiss the King James at all. But the paraphrase, let's talk really quick about paraphrase, too. But the way we talk isn't the way we talked when King James was king of England. Now, translations are from a conglomeration of individuals or corporations that have had input in using the right word for word, okay? A paraphrase is usually more from an individual who has taken a thought and put it into a... A, tra- a, a paraphrase of thoughts. And that is really good to know. I, I'm not against paraphrases, but you need to understand that there is a difference between translation and paraphrases. Okay? So there are some, so like the, the passion is a newer paraphrase. But you need to understand that's not a translation word for word. That is a thought. A message is also a paraphrase. It's a thought process. Um, so, I don't know. Is anybody, is, are, are you getting something? Are you getting something? Uh, I know this is not our normal type of charismatic message, but these are tools that is going to help you. And the goal is for you to get into the Word of God. And as we go, we're going to explain a lot in the next couple of weeks to be able to help and facilitate so that your God time is rich and wonderful, and you enjoy it. Would you stand with us? Man, God is good. All the time. Yeah, and we need to be people of his word. Uh, if everybody just bow their head and close your eyes, and, and those of you watching online, 
I just want to make room for the Lord to just take his rightful place in our hearts. If we're living our life without Jesus leading us, we can so easily be misled into the wrong life that we don't want and ultimately the wrong place. So Jesus is the beginning of our walk, and it begins with a simple prayer of inviting him in to lead you. We call him Lord. We call him Savior. And so on the count of three, if you're in this place, I want you to raise your hand. If you're watching online, just want you to follow along. Pastor Sterling's going to lead us all in a prayer. And if you just want to reconnect or start fresh, today is your day. One, there's no better time than the present. Two, don't talk yourself out of it. Three, raise your hand in this place. Yes, amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Would you repeat this prayer? After me, say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus that forgives me. That forgives me where I have fallen short. Where I have fallen short. I ask today. I ask today that you would be. That you would be not only Savior. Not only Savior, but Lord. But Lord, leader. Leader, completely in charge. Completely in charge. I surrender. I surrender my life. My life to you. To you. And I thank you. And I thank you. The old me. The old me. Has passed away. Has passed away. The new me. The new me. <laughs> is a new creation. Is a new creation. In Christ. In Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. For those of you who raised your hands, be sure to go to the information center. There's a there's a little book called Welcome to the Family. And that is a great book for you to just get started in your journey with with Jesus to be able to grow and to understand. So those books are back at the info center and grab one for they're for free. And also a Bible reading plan. Bible reading plans are back there. So love you. Amen.